welcome in. Thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. We are a Woos Media Podcast brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. It is Tuesday, June 21st, the summer solstice, longest day of the year. I kind of feel like we should have done like a late night show tonight to Ooh. just like to, to eat up all the rest of the Or maybe maybe it's good that we're doing the show. It's it's 5.30 now. We'll get out of here. We can go do some outdoor activity, guys. It'll still be light out. If it's the longest day of the year, should we say it's the longest that we can? The well, longest day I thought maybe you would year. edit it to just slow it down when year. it plays. Happy solstice, everyone. Yes, and that is the voice of Tyler Walgie yeah. joining us once again sitting behind the producer's chair. Yeah, producer He's sitting out today. in the chair behind the desk. That's I don't know what, what you're you doing. said. But I'm here. I'm here for soaps. And it's always, soaps is such a, soaps is like the point guard, right? And when he's gone, it's it's, it's chaotic. So we're gonna miss him today. You know, see, see, soaps is kind of like a uh, more of like a Jamal Murray type point guard okay, where okay. you know he also plays pretty well as a shooting guard. Yeah, he, he can move around a little bit. He can really put he can the points around. up. You know, yeah. so, so you know it's, it's a, a little true bit of a, producer. He's he's Jamal Murray is not a true point he's, guard. He's a shifty one. He's a one two. He's a he's a multi producer. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's multi talented. All right, and that is of course Connor Holzkamp, and I am Jared All, the hosts of the show here. You see, you uh, you you're so positive. See, see, I take it a whole different way this summer solstice. I just realized oh. that from this point forward, we get a little less we daylight peaked. every we've single day. Yeah, now. we've peaked now. <laughs> we're like we're like the listener out there that peaked empty. in high school for sure. <laughs> and now there's nothing but gloom and doom coming. You know well, what I mean? But no, like, see the back half of the year is is really when but, everything's happening. We we obviously we just had the NBA finals finish up. We're we're in the midst of the the NHL finals and then you get all the rest of everything coming. You got football, that's true. you know, you but got can, can we can we call I can't even speak. Can we all agree that we like we like sunlight? We like long we days, right? Not me. You with don't my, like with my. With, you know how they say on Space Jam, Larry's not white. Larry's clear. <laughs> yes, that's me. The sun is my enemy. So no, I'm fine with these shorter days. Okay, okay. Yeah. So so actually, the days will start getting more and more towards producer Tyler's liking. There you go. Uh, but for those of us that do like longer days of sunlight, which I like in particular because. I'm a late riser when I don't have to get up for any particular reason. You know, I'm a 9 a.m. type riser uh, when you know when I have the ability to do so, uh, and so I like having like the back half of my day still be a little sunny for me. You know what I mean? And now there's just, just you don't have earlier. that to look for. It just gets shorter and shorter. You can just and wake up with the rest of okay, civilization. But then that would require me to go to bed earlier too, Tyler. So yeah, you could also go to bed with the rest <laughs> of civilization. Think about that one. Yes, I could. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, it seems like maybe you should just get on board here, Connor. I think that might might be the problem. Connor's yeah. night guy, though. Connor's not morning. I'm guy. a See, rebel I'm, without a cause. I'm good with it up until about October, yeah. and then when yeah, when you're when you're getting to five o'clock and it's dark, that's brutal. Look, all that's I have brutal. to say is shorter days mean football season. So exactly. I'll take that exactly. Yeah. So, do you guys have championship fever going right now? No, but I got a real fever. I I tested before this. I'm at about 101. <laughs> oh, wow. So you guys better be careful. Oh, good thing you're all the way across the. <laughs> I got a fever. And the only well, prescription is more <laughs> Stanley Cup. Everyone's caught up on the Stanley Cup, and we all completely missed the first championship of the year yeah. for Colorado. It's true. Did you guys even know that the NLL, the National Lacrosse League, mm. was playing their championship and that uh, the Colorado Mammoth were in it? Okay, yeah. I, have to, I have to admit. 
I Bottom only Amendment. found out after they won. Yeah, I saw I it after I they won. No I totally, yeah. Me and me and my uh, my daughter and I went to the watch party Avalanche Game Three, and they put it up on the the scoreboard and said congratulations. You know, and and that's when I turned. I go, oh, I had no idea. So, <laughs> so it says I blame unlike, the marketing team. I blame their marketing. Okay. So, so, so the season goes from uh, December to June. It's a long season. And honestly, it's a shame that none of us knew about having any of you guys ever been to a Mammoth game. I've been to one. They're fun. Uh, no. I've been to a couple. It's it's a lot of fun. You don't have to understand anything about the rules. I mean, it's right, just but, a fun but, thing but, to watch. It's, it's similar to hockey and that in its by style itself, playing. Jared. I, I'm, I'm in the opinion that you can't enjoy what's going on if you don't know what's going well, on. I mean, come on, Tyler. You know me well enough to know I can watch a sport and kind of pick up the concept. We're trying to score score a goal on the other team. That, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I don't know what the, all the techniques right, and the things they're I doing. I do got something to say here. Right? Yes. So as as I uh, mentioned, I have a daughter. She's uh, nine, almost ten years old. Yeah. We watch some sporting events together. Okay. Um, and what it's really made me do as I watch sporting events with my kid is I think about like how difficult to varying degrees each sport is to truly understand and enjoy. And what I've realized is basketball and hockey are so simple that she's able to get right into it and realize, I mean, just like you said, and I think lacrosse is kind of the same sure. way. All you got to know really truly to like get what's going on is they are trying to put the ball right. in that net. <laughs> right. Like that's seriously it. Right. And in basketball, there's a, there's a kicker. If you go behind this line, it's worth three points instead of two points. The two that I actually find a really hard like time to getting into, oddly enough, are well, baseball. It's not really strange. Right. You might think baseball, right? Because there's all these what three strikes, four balls, three outs, how uh, many innings? It's it's the hardest to be willing to and, understand. Uh, and and the, huh? funny, and then football. Football. Yeah. And, I, and I, I take that for granted sometimes because we've been around football for so long. We like watch a lot of football. But like from a complete outsider's perspective, that could be a little trickier too than just basketball or hockey where it's just very simple. And you there's put the nothing ball in the worse than watching a football game with somebody that doesn't understand football <laughs> yeah. and trying to explain the intricacies of what's going on. And it's like, how much do I want to dumb this down or how much do I want to like really dive into this? I'm also it, trying it is, to watch a game. It here. is funny though that everyone's now getting into hockey and kind of learning hockey on the fly. A lot of my friends are texting me what, you know, what is offsides? That's a common oh, really? one I get from a lot of my friends, yeah. See, because I've considered myself a casual fan, but I would have understood what offsides was. But even like, as a casual fan, that puts you in the top 15 percentile for Denver sports. Uh, <laughs> hockey sure. I guess that's a, that's, a, that's a true point. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So, All right, guys. I, I got a We're going to look but. back. I had to bring this up because we're going to look back on this moment as the first of a hopefully many Championships coming in, in Denver this year, right? We, 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 Avs are still up 2-1. I know well, last about, night was a little rough. The, the DU hockey. DU team. hockey? Did they yeah. already win one? Yeah, they oh, won Oh, see, already. we're two in already. But that's not, but that's not pro sports. You know. I don't care. Yeah. We can count it. I'm not going to discount it. Yeah, it's yeah. still the city of Even though Con Denver, Connor's Metro right, area. we have to draw the line at some point for NCAA championships. You know, we can't be doing this is like, true. track. There and are a like lot that. of them. Yeah. Okay, so okay, we, okay. Yeah. We'll cut that one out. So we, we, we got the lacrosse, okay? Hopefully the Avs. Wait, we're cutting it out we're, we're still you just decided no 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 the the du it's not gonna count you it's it's it, it can't. can't do that well the is probably is probably our best uh, college piles. sports okay. team so but but to get to my point then you got broncos decade broncos are hopefully looking good this year that's probably the, the longest reach there in nuggets Russ, in Russ, we next trust. year and then just give me an abs one again next we could be talking five or six championships coming up here oh God. soon i'll okay. be content with a couple 
I'll be content with one. Give me one. All right, talking those abs. abs. Uh, I, we were riding high coming off a of game two. Everyone in Avs Nation was was feeling like this was going to be a sweep. Uh, obviously, things came back down to earth. I think those of us who follow sports, at least you know playoff sports well enough, know that that was never going to be a, a sweep. They were you know, Tampa Bay is a back to back champion. They were always going to give them a good effort, uh, especially at home. But really, you know, came back and they have stumbled uh, last night again in Game Three, losing six two after the seven nothing blowout in Game Two. Uh, how important, guys, uh, is this game for coming out of how this this first game in Tampa Bay went? Look, game four, thoughts, it's Connor? it's important. Obviously, it's important. You don't want to have it coming back 2-2. I mean, it's a, it's a huge swing, right? I mean, we're either looking at coming back to Denver 3-1 to one with a chance to close out the cup on home ice, or it's an entirely different series at 2-2, and you're coming back to Denver needing to win that game. Otherwise, you're going, you're doing the exact opposite thing, and you're giving them a chance to uh, take it, take it on, uh, you know, in, in Tampa Bay. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a big game. Um, but look, just like you said, Jared, I, I, I don't think many of us here, I, I, w- I would venture to say I would hope that many of our listeners and many people out there would also understand this was not going to be a sweep. I mean, back-to-back champions, like you mentioned, we look good in the, in the first two games. Start of the week. Start of the week. Start of the week. Start of the week. Speaking of the first two games... The Avalanche are the first team to score 11 goals in the first two games of a Stanley Cup final since 1996 when they also did it. So so the last time a team scored 11 goals through the first two games was the Colorado Avalanche and in 1996. And did actually sweep. Did they? In, in the was it, was it a sweep? I it thought, was a yeah, sweep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 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 And against the Florida Panthers for their first cup. So, uh, so obviously it was a fairly dominant first couple games, right? Uh, but you know what? Okay, so here's... Well, you get seven in one game, and I mean, 11 all of a sudden doesn't sound that mm-hmm. great. I mean, it's good, but... That's true. That, <laughs> it's that's, like only that's 11. Seven was, the seven was wild. Obviously, the 7 nothing shutout was uh, the tied with the largest margin of victory to, or the, the largest shutout, rather, in Stanley Cup history, uh, tying a game from 30 years ago, <laughs> 7 nothing. So obviously, that was something special. It does inflate the 11 number. Um, but look, getting back to, to what I was saying before I, uh, I brought that stat in there, I don't think very many of us... Uh, sitting here we're expecting a sweep after those first two games uh now one thing i have seen online and i've seen a lot of the twitterverse mention i've seen people in the media mention is well the abs were down or were up 2-0 against the vegas uh golden knights last year and that was in the second round obviously not a stanley cup but still they were up to nothing uh looked really good and then they started losing <laughs> games quickly lost the next four they lost the series to me, this seems different than that. It looks different than that. Because if we go back to that series, there was just kind of a point where the Avs just started getting outplayed. Just flat out outplayed in every sense. Like you could just tell they were more the Golden Knights were the more physical team. They were they were the aggressors. The Avalanche were playing on their heels. And it, it got to a point pretty quickly where they were just trying not to lose, it seemed like, right? Uh, this game in game three with the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Avs outshot them. They were really close in terms of high-danger scoring chances. Uh, they they still looked like they were flying around. They were skating. They were still playing their game. I am less 
inclined to be concerned with this than I am comparing it to the Vegas Golden Knights series. What do you What do you think, Tyler? I think Game 4 is important because we need to see what the ads are going to do, how they're going to respond, what Jared Bender is going to do to counter the Lightning's changes because the ads came out in this series and really surprised Tampa Bay with a lot of what they did, where they put McKinnon near the blue line. It was, it was really a good plan of attack. Now that things have changed and Tampa Bay kind of came out and, and won a couple of those neutralized battles. It's going to be up to, to the abs now to recounter. This is what seven game series is all, are, are all about. So we, you're right, Connor. No one expected the sweep. I mean, realistically, uh, I know the seven zero win was big, but listen, this is what you're going to get in seven game series in, in hockey and basketball. There's not a ton of momentum game to game. You see this all the time where in the NBA, a team will win by 20 points and the next game, the other team's winning by 15 themselves. It's like, what? I mean, how did that happen? So this is going to happen. The Avs needed to make a couple of adjustments. They'll be fine. But I want to see what they do. Obviously, who they're going to start in net. Do they make any line shifts? Do they make any schematic changes? I don't think they do too many things different, but uh, that's, that's what I'm looking for in game four. When I look at game three and what you saw, I mean, yeah, it sucks getting kind of beat pretty handily, 6-2. I mean, like you said, Connor, there was good opportunities. I think the game was closer than that score. Uh, but this game was huge for the Lightning. Game three was a must win. You go down 3 nothing, this series was over. Whereas for the Az, I'm not going to say they weren't motivated, but there's a certain difference in the motivation there. When you guys look at game four, do you see an edge one way or the other? This is a more important game from one team versus the other, or is it pretty pretty huge for both teams equally? Uh, you know what? This I, I go back to again, and I know we just have like an inherent fundamental difference of opinion here. These are professional athletes. I will go back to that again. This is the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, this is not orange slice mentality. No, and I don't mean it necessarily in your mindset of who's got the edge there. I mean... Coming out of this, if the Avs go back, if it goes back 2-2, well, no, who does that impact Connor's more? Re- I think Connor's responding to the first thing you said okay, with the okay. motivation and, and things like that. Right. Let's disregard the motivation talk. Yeah. I, I think the question here is, that, I, I, who does Game 4 impact more if they win or lose? Right, right. And, and I guess, you know, obviously that's why closeout games are notoriously a little bit more difficult um, to, to complete, right? Because there is kind of an edge uh, that seems to come out of like desperate teams, teams that are just absolutely desperate. Uh, and, and, you know, Tampa Bay, obviously winning two cups back to back, it's theirs. The cup lives with Tampa Bay. Answer the question, and so, Mr. Uh, President. Yeah, it is. It is the... Uh, Tampa or Colorado? I'll, I'll answer it and then I'll, go. Yeah, I'll go, yeah. I'll go Tampa. It's Tampa. It's Tampa. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, it's Tampa. they have the most to lose If that Colorado game. wins this game, coming back to Denver up 3-1... I mean, this series isn't over. I don't want to say that and be sure, hyperbolic. Sure. But and, you, and you're, you're feeling really good but about I'm, yeah, yourself there. Versus after four you come games. back 2-2. Two, two, you know what? Hey, you took care of businesses at home. Tampa Bay took care of businesses at home. Now you just have to keep taking care of business. I well. do think it is important for the Az because of where, where Connor and I have, as you mentioned, the fundamental difference is I think mentally you lose this game, especially you lose it big. Your goalie doesn't look good. Man, it's starting to feel a lot like some of the past years where things started to fall apart at a certain point. And I'm not saying they can't but bounce see, back. Listen to what you're saying. But things falling apart if the goalies don't look well. I mean, we'll talk about goalie here in a second because that's a legitimate discussion. But Jared and everyone else out there freaking out if the Avs lose game two. If the Avs lose game two, all that we've seen so far is the home team win all four right. games. I mean, right. There's nothing sure, to worry but about. But I'm just saying from a... 
from a confidence level in your team. The Avs came out of game two riding high. You cannot tell me that team didn't feel very good about themselves and their chances to win a Stanley Cup. You go get your shit kicked in two games in a row, man, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, we're seeing why this is the back-to-back Stanley Cup champion. I think all of a sudden that reality starts to set in of the moment. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys haven't been there before. And, and it's it's a different frame of mind, but I will still agree with you guys that it's more important for Tampa Bay because if you don't win this game, odds are, statistically speaking, you're a long shot to win a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you win, go 2-2, two to two, you are locked in and maybe even have an edge in this series. Okay, well, speaking of long shot, the current odds are Avalanche minus 300 to win the Cup. So the market thinks the Avs are a big favorite. I yeah. think that everything so far has played out how we see it playing out. By the way, we made our predictions a couple weeks ago. I had the abs in seven. Connor, what'd you have? Abs in six. six. What'd you have, Jared? I had seven. Also, my 28 goals looking pretty good for the Avalanche. Okay. Yeah, they are. Yeah, that, that, that last two <laughs> goals. 22 goals. I'm wishing that I could have pulled the Knicks open up to 23. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. But, you know. Producer Soaps, I tell you, if he's ever on uh, any of those game shows, Price is Right, Wheel of Fortune. Uh, I don't know about Jeopardy. He's a slithery he, one. He may freeze on Jeopardy. You know, I think he'd be I, that guy. <laughs> you know, or he'd the, push the button and uh, they, uh, yes, oh. and then it would just be uh, 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 yeah, it might, it might, but no, he's a he's a. I, th- I think when he returns next week, you, you guys are going to play some Jeopardy, if I'm correct. That's, that's uh-huh. right. We, I had it all planned out, but I, I'm going to save that one for okay. for Soaps when he's back. So, so I think I think it's uh, worth mentioning, Jerry. I, th- I think. Uh, you know, I'm not necessarily accusing you of doing this. No, no you can accuse uh, him. Be, be, be accuse him. Go ahead. But, but I think the way you presented that is is possibly over. I think it's overstating it. I think that is overstating the impact. I, I don't think this team is going to get any sort of confidence shaken, even if they go out and get blown out in game two. Like they're you think, still in you a think two. Darcy Kemper's a confident. Okay, let's talk right about now? the goalies. Let's. We need to talk about goalie. I want to hear what you guys say, have to say about goalie. I think I should start because I've been the most adamant one about Darcy Kemper. So yeah, far. I want to hear your your take on it. You are the resident hockey expert we bring around here. So. Yes, I I make. I don't have a percentage, but I make a vast percentage of my living on hockey and soccer. And I mean, so hockey is like 35% of my income. I, I do a lot with hockey, right? And so I really trust in my approach. I trust in my ratings. You have to have a good rating system if you're going to predict what these players are going to do. It, it sort of goes hand in hand. So Darcy Kemper this season, and look, for everyone out there who may not know me very well or maybe don't trust in these sort of ratings. Let's take it out of my hands right now. I just want to talk uh, advanced statistics from other people, other sites that that are considered to be uh, maybe more trusted by the public, right? These are widely available. These are good stats that have been used. uh, uh, Goals... Uh, uh, goals uh, above average, or it's a GSAA, goals scored above average, right? That's a good stat. What that means is how many goals is the other team, are you allowing the other team to score above average or below average? That's a good stat. GSAX, I'm not going to get too technical with all this, but that's goals scored above average with expected goals, right? right? So those are two things that I really like to look at from an analytical point of view to see how good are these goalies doing when you take everything and put it into a pot? How good are they doing against the average goaltender or replacement goaltender? Because you can actually look at both. This season, in in the season, regular season, Darcy Kemper finished fourth in GSAA, goal scored above average, 
and he finished fifth in uh, GSAX, goals scored above average for expected goals. He had a good season for those stats. Meaning fifth lowest, right? Correct? No, fifth yeah. highest, fifth Connor. Best. Fifth so, best. Fifth best. And I'll, I'll get those stats right now if you'd like right. me to you, tell you. you. Yeah. Jerry was fifth on my wavelength. Best. Jerry was on my wavelength. The, the, the higher, When lower, you say fourth, you could take that like saying the fourth most goals above average, which would mean the fourth worst. No, no, no. Oh, well, oh, I, I do see what you're saying. I'm sorry I didn't uh, uh, specify so, so what so I was fourth saying. Best, so. Yeah, so fourth best. And, and this is... Uh, obviously, Igor Shesterkin was number one. I'm pulling it up right now because I didn't know that we were going to go deep into these stats. And this is according to EvolvingHockey.com. There are different websites who offer this statistic. And I trust Evolving Hockey the most. I think they do, they do a tremendous job with really boiling the game down to numbers, which is tough to do, right? Baseball is a game where you can easily boil things down to numbers. That's why there's so many stats. Hockey's tough for, for that. So I like how this website approaches it and uses different advanced statistics for, for, for that. So, all right. Um, so GSAA, Darcy Kemper, fourth in the league. Uh, number one, the Vesna Trophy winner, Igor Shesterkin, 42.48. So he saved 42.48 more goals this, uh, this ah. season. Okay, then, then the next goal. Okay, number two, Ilya Sorokin, New York Islanders, 28.74. Look at that gap. That's a oh, big that's gap. That's huge. Okay, number three, uh, Jacob Markstrom, Calgary, 23.05. And number four, Darcy Kemper, 22.55. So what we're missing here and what a lot of fans are missing is most people didn't watch all season. Most people watched very, very, very little okay very few games end of the season goalies go through streaks goalie goalie is the streakiest position that i know in sports it's sort of like a really streaky shooter in basketball like jr smith remember jr i mean he would go through weeks where he looked like kobe he'd go through weeks where he looked like me it was so wildly different that's how a lot of goalies are okay it doesn't matter there's there are very few goalies it's not there's like five that are super consistent week in, week out. You, you can trust them all the time. Even the best goalies fluctuate. So what people saw was the end of the year when Darcy came back from an injury and didn't play too well. Very end of the season. Well, and he was and he was super hot like in December. Like he had a he had like a he had like a two months he had a two month stretch where he had to have been playing. I, I don't know the numbers, but there was a two month stretch where he had to have been arguably in the top three goalies in the league. Like, like probably even like top one, two in the league. He, to, he was to, putting together shutouts. And, and to finish the season great. number four in GSAA with this website evaluating mm-hmm. you, you have to have a lot of many stretches of, of playing well. Now, we know he hasn't played great in the playoffs. As a matter of fact, here's the thing. The difference is his play has dropped greatly in the playoffs. The reason why I think that it's smart to go back to Kemper is for a couple reasons. One, and, and let, let me just give you his stats right now in the playoffs. So if you look at GSAA and GSAX, of all qualified goalies in the playoffs, which is 23 of them, Darcy Kemper is dead last in both. Okay? Ooh. Yes. And you have to ask yourself, is this a, a cold streak he's not going to come out of by the end of the playoffs? Or, like has, we've seen time and time again, Will he bounce back in the matter of one game? We've seen it in the playoffs. We've seen it in the regular season. That's the question that I'm leaving, you know, obviously. It's up to Jared Bednar to answer that. That's a huge decision. Right. But when you compare regular season, a.k.a. long term, a.k.a. big sample size, Darcy Kemper, fourth in GSAA, to Pablo Franco. Franco, I believe, finished in the mid-20s 
for um, yeah, 27th for uh, GSAA. And it, it, G, uh, Darcy Kemper finished 6th for GSAX. I forget what I said earlier. It was 6th, though. So finished 6th in the league, GSAX. Pablo Francois, 43rd. Okay, so this is a big gap. And I understand right now the quote-unquote hot hand, maybe Francois, but I think Francois at his best is as good as Darcy Kemper at 80%. So which Darcy do we get? I'm not sure. But here's why, in my opinion, you start Darcy. Once you make that change, oh, yeah. you can't go back. Well, we talked about that last week a little exactly. bit. Exactly. So I won't make it a whole deal that's known in sports. You pull the backup. You you, you you pull the starter. You put the backup in. That's You can't put the toothpaste back in. So we've seen this before. As I, I said two weeks ago on this show, we've seen it in the regular season, seen the playoffs. Sometimes you have a bad game. You give up some goals. You pull the goalie out to save his confidence for his own good, which was necessary last game, and you put him back in because he's your guy. That's what I think happens because then you have the option – of pulling him again, going to François, which then it's his bus. Now, I, I tend to agree with you. I think you put in Darcy Kemper. Uh, and those those stats are really revealing. I mean, they're, uh, you know, I, I love stats. And that's that's a good revealing stat to, to say, hey, let's slow down on this recency bias that we are all guilty yeah. of at times. Every single one of us are guilty yeah. of it at yeah. times. Um, but there is two things that I, I want to just like add to this discussion. Actually, three things. First of all, I think that this is more of a discussion than you, Mr. Tyler Walgy, was willing to give credit to when I brought this up last week. I, will, I have to put that, my towel in there and just say that. I, I, will, I will 100% concede that. I, I, I thought that there was no way that you should put Francois in. I thought it was right. Darcy's no matter what. And I should have been more skeptical. I mean... Looking at the stats up to that point, you know, Darcy was bottom of the league in those stats, and I right. thought he'd bounce back because it's called well, right regressing to the mean. We've heard of that. Uh-huh. There's all, you can also progress to the mean, which I think is why I, right, I, right. I think no that doubt. Darcy yeah. Kemper is going to do good things. The, the question is, does he have enough time? No. So, uh, you know, go ahead. No, no. So, I, <laughs> that was a, honestly, that was just, I, I couldn't could right. resist. I, I had to throw I, in my little idea there. You. I agree uh, with you. But, but I want to say, there's two things I want to mention, okay? Because all, all of what you're saying is right. It's why I tend to agree with you, right? I tend to side on, let's start Darcy again, especially because, like you said, you can't put the toothpaste back into the tube, right? You get, like, one shot. If if you pull Kemper for Francois, then, like, there's no going back. You have to just go with him, right? And I don't. I think it's too early in this series to be doing that because otherwise you're going back and forth, back and forth. What are you communicating to your team in terms of confidence to your team? Like, I feel like it's almost like... That's in your bag of tricks as a coach, but you can only do it once. If you make that move now, you're doing what you guys just accused me of, which was panicking after losing a game. I I think that's that's what that shows as a coach. I think so, too. But with that said, um, the one thing that would cause me to change my mind on this, and we don't don't know, we're not privy to these discussions behind closed doors, right? Privy. (laughs) Privy, yes. That's a good word. It is. It it means bathroom, I believe. uh, (laughs) Why'd you have to go there? I don't know. Uh, uh, so okay. Do we so, need to take a break, Connor? No, no, no. <laughs> so, so we're we're not a part of these discussions. But if there's something going on with Darcy Kemper's eye head injury, getting poked in the eye, if he's if something is still going on and lingering with his vision, like an actual medical thing that's causing him to not see the pucks right, then obviously this completely changes the discussion, right? Like then obviously everything we just said, you can put the toothpaste back into the tube if that's the case, because if Darcy goes and says, Hey, I can't see the pucks right now. Hopefully I'll, I'll be able to in a game or two. You can still put 
uh, Pavel in and then justify putting Kemper back in once he says he's ready to go. So that would be the one exception I would say. If there is something medically that is still going on with him from getting poked in the eye with a stick, because uh, he's had some effects from it kind of, you know, through throughout some of these uh, playoffs. And uh, then the other thing I would say, one thing that I know is attributing to Avs fans everywhere calling for Frankie to get in there. Uh, Frankie is on a six-game winning streak in the playoffs, right? And I know wins are a little bit like starting pitcher wins, right? It it doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot. But it is interesting that his six-game winning streak is tied for the most of any Avs goalie in franchise history. Nice. Interesting. So he's clearly playing... You know, right now the fans see him go in and they see a win, and they're they're reacting to that. It's sure. a big dose of recency bias. Look, at the uh, end of the day, you can't blame the fans. They're <laughs> into it. They're excited. I I'll at least take this fans talking about the Avs. Then no kidding. You know, so, what so, say you, Jay? What would you do? Uh, see, I, I and I already kind of uh, commented on that. To me, it's got to be Kemper for exactly what Tyler said. You, you can't go. You know, the worst case scenario sticking with Kemper is you can still turn to Franco's. The worst case scenario in turning to Franco's is is it's done. You just you you blew it. So I think you have to take the lesser of two evils right now. And frankly, that is what I think you were looking at at, at a at a certain point. It's basically where what do you think gives you the best odds of performing well going forward? So we all agree, but I think go you go to Frankie. What I think is you go to Frankie if at any point... So you go out and you lose this next game. You come back to Denver, it's tied. Okay. And that you, was where I was going to In my go opinion, you still start Frankie. Okay? No matter what. Even if even if he played bad, you still no, start no, Frankie. Kemper. Frankie? You still start right, Kemper. Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Kemper. Yeah. You still start Kemper. Okay? In game five, you know, if it is two to two and in game five, you start seeing the same thing, you are now at risk of going down in the series. That is the point where if I'm the head coach, I'm making a change because I'm not about to watch, you know, uh, Tampa Bay win a third consecutive game, uh, the third one being on Denver's home ice. I'm not I'm not about to do that without making some sort of drastic change. We're going to Frankie and he, it's going to be his series live or die with. So, for the rest so of the year. sorry, you lost me a little bit there. So you're saying if if the Avs lose game four and and. Yes, yeah, so, does not so, look. So good. my point is, as soon as you're in danger of going down in the series, okay, that's when you so make you the, think that's you when think, you make the change. You think it, it it depends more on a win or loss versus the performance of Kemper. I the Avs go win eight to seven. Yeah, I still I still think you're going with Kemper. I actually I, I actually agree with you. I, I do. I, I think you you keep again you keep that. Ace in the hole, right? So ace to speak, in the hole. As long as you can, it's like don't, what, don't go. It's there. like what we always say with uh, Michael Malone and and other coaches, right? We've had this discussion before about how Michael Malone likes to call out his players very publicly and very very aggressively sometimes. Um, and you can do that; it can work. These drastic things you can do as a coach, and I, I call them drastic because it's relatively drastic in terms of what a coach can actually do. Uh, you can do those things. But you just can't do them too often. You gotta you gotta time it perfectly. And to me, that timing comes in when the Avs are either down in the series or in danger of going down in the series. I don't I, I, until that point, I don't see them making a change. That is not the right time in my eyes to make such a drastic move. Because part of what you're doing when you do that, you're not actually. I mean, part of you is saying, yeah, maybe maybe Frankie gives us a better shot. But just as importantly, you're saying, I hope this gives our team a kick in the butt. Like I hope sure. this like I hope this like jolts him. jolts him into being like hey 
you guys just cost our goalie the chance at playing right now. And it's not all his fault. It's you're also giving up a bunch of opportunities. You better get your button gear. So I think that's, that's where that comes into. It's not just about Frankie or, or Kemper. Before we get Tyler's thoughts on this, because I do want to get his thoughts on it as well, I want to throw another scenario at you, Connor. Avs lose one nothing. Kemper looks great. Do you still, you still think he gets pulled? Uh, well, then you're coming back to Denver with a 2-2 tie. Uh, then I think it's just the same. It doesn't matter what it was. You're, you're still in the situation where if you're about to go down, well, See, okay, I, so I then that's so then, night and day difference to me. It's all about if Avs lose and Kemper looks bad again, you yank him. I but think you yank uh, him in game five. Yeah. If yeah. Avs lose, yeah, no but it has nothing to do with Kemper. He has a great game. One sneaks by, maybe two sneak by, and he looks good. You stick with him. Even I think if he gives up four or five and they're bad or their they're, they're goals the defense gave up. Okay. Right? Like, like two on ones or just bad situations, which was some of the goals last game. I was going to say, couldn't you argue that was most of the last game? Yeah, but, see, but that's what I'm saying, Tyler. I, I think even if that happens, I think part of the reason you make a change at some point is to get your team in gear. The rest like, of them. Like you okay. better freaking wake up. Like wow. just like it's almost like kicking you know, kicking the tire, right? It's like uh, it's like putting but a jolt. Like, feels not if, politically correct. If you correct think that anymore. there's no problem with motivation, they wouldn't need that waking up in the first place. Well, it's, yeah. it's not really the motivation. It's much more just like not getting stagnant. Like, like we have to change something, and I'm going to do everything I can as okay, a coach to change it. Okay, but they just did it. that. They don't, so. You don't have to do that five times in a seven game series. You do it once. Now, dude, do, do you think that the uh, Avs players are? Okay, so let's say last game, right? That's a perfect example. Last game, you could definitely argue that, like, at least a handful, at least three of those goals were, you know, created from from the defense failing Kemper, right? It wasn't necessarily Kemper just turning the puck over in their own zone, giving up the 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 breakaways, right, the odd man right. rushes. Yes. So, so you could you could argue that this is the exact kind of game we're talking about. Well, let, um, but let's. Do you not, think let, that? They, but do you think that like? So let's say you get you give up three or four of those goals, right? It's not even Kemper's fault, really, right? Um, but. He gives in one cheap one or two cheap ones. You don't think there's any part of like their minds that is just like, oh, I wish we had that guy that's going to stand on his head so, for us and, 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 that's, and help I, us I out. I actually agree with that. I, it, pretty much everything you just said there. The defense let him down in the, in this game. They, they, there was too many easy shot opportunities. But at a certain point, also you just need the goalie to make a play. And, and that's where I think Kemper is lacking right now. When it's there and they should score, they score. Right. There's never any of those opportunities it, where it was like, man, that was a great save. I can't believe he did. And, and that's a lot to ask. But the, we're asking a goalie to win a Stanley Cup. I mean, that's what you need. That's what you it, got Kemper for. And so that's where I think at a certain point it, it, it is it on kinda, Kemper, even if it, the defense is not playing well. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit with my baseball mind. I know you guys played baseball. It reminds me a little bit of two situations in baseball. One is the first baseman when you receive a throw in the dirt and it's a bad throw, right? If you miss that throw, it bounces out of your glove. It's it's ruled as an error for the fielder, not the first baseman, right? And and technically, you look back and you're just like, yeah, I should have made a better throw as a shortstop, right? Like that's on me for not making a good throw. But at the same time, you kind of need your first baseman to step up and make a scoop every once in a while. Uh, the other situation in baseball it's kind of like is when... Baseball. You, you no inherit, baseball talk. <laughs> I know, right? There you go. When you're a relief pitcher and you come in with runners inherited on, on second and third base, right? Like, no one's going to blame you when you give up a base hit. And, I mean, no one's really going to... At the end of the day, everyone's going to realize that those runners are on base 
because of the other pitcher, but your job is still to get in there and save their ass sometimes. Okay. So, There's so, our baseball talk of the day. So I don't know. That's what I. That's why I liken it to. Yes, thank you. Tyler, I like that baseball last music. week. That's great. It's good, huh? When you were on the show last week, Tyler, you were pretty adamant that Kemper was the guy. He well, was, I think he is. Look. He was not going to get pulled. Have you wavered on that, that there maybe is a spot and a line Jared, in the sand where they will make that move? I'm not about hot takes. I love the saying, <laughs> cold cash over hot takes, right? Ooh, hot takes one. don't pay the bills. So what do I look at in times like this? I look at big data. And what does big data tell me? Over the course of time, Gosh, Darcy Kemper risen. is a far better goalie. Hmm. Now you have to just play the game of we're in the small sample size. That's the definition of game by game. And that's why I said Jared Bender is going to have to make his best decision. Is this time that Darcy's going to get out of that hole? Because he's been in a hole now for, I mean, I, I haven't done any studies on like the average length that goalies go on slumps for because that doesn't really do me much good in terms of, I mean, it may do me a little bit of good, but I've never done that study before. Maybe I, maybe I should. But this kind of feels like the time where goalies start to play better and start to get out of it. So I don't think you're rolling the dice if you put Kemper in. I think you expect him to play. even Again, let's say he plays in between where he has been playing and where we expect him to play. That, in my opinion, is about even with Pavel Francouz, right? So it's a very coin flip in that situation. It's all about can he play up to his potential. So do you think there is a point in the series? Uh, I'm playing doom and gloom. We will talk about a little of the positive sides of what they need to do, but playing doom and gloom, is there a point in the series where you think that move happens if it well, keeps I going mean, back? You're, you're asking me to predict what we're going to see. And... and I, no, I, he's I would, asking a hypothetical. If it goes bad, if it goes, is there. there a point? If the Avs lose bad, he's next asking game. a hypothetical. Oh, not yeah. asking if the Avs lose bad, you think bad that next the, game. the trigger's getting pulled? No doubt, no I, doubt about it. And you okay. got to do that. Look, it's, it's it's about what's best for the Avs. And if Darcy is not playing well, and you don't think he's going to flip that switch on. You put in Francois. It's almost like a fantasy football where we, I know we all play a lot of our listeners probably play fantasy football. You ever been in a championship game or like a really big game in a playoff or something and you have your horse that's done really well for you all year and it's just the toughest decision to try and go on yeah. a one week basis. It's like, yeah, I, I, how do I sit this guy? He's Even the best fantasy players fifth, have like five point weeks. Right, right. He's the fifth rated receiver in the league or whatever. But the last three weeks, he's been pretty low and this other guy that I grabbed off waiver out of nowhere is blowing up right and there's always we've all been in that situation if you ever play fantasy sports i know listeners out there you've been in that situation no that's a good analogy this but, is like but what, what it do, is but what do most owners do and, and i don't want to say most owners yeah they go, with their, they go with their horse they go with their they, horse because they say this if i lose what do you regret more i'll feel better about yep. going down with the guy yep. Yep. so what do we think the coach so is it's kind say? of the sure. same thing i yeah. think i, I, I do, do I, I think it's very similar to a fantasy game here there we go look at me at the analogies today i'm, <laughs> I'm coming at you we we touched <laughs> a little bit on the defense connor you kind of brought it up and i think that's the other other thing that really needs to be discussed in uh, the stylistically in how the abs play they set themselves up for this is that something you think they need to adjust i know that's never a good thing to do for what in the Stanley you mean Cup. like what? Take away from the forecheck or just to to uh, essentially more of a defensive minded defense no. instead of mm. always pushing, 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 no, look, look, leaving look, yourself look, look, open look, look. to Jared, these everyone, opportunities. Everyone, I, I wish I had this sound effect. Maybe I can find it. We all need to take a deep breath. We all are. are you got to understand. We lost six to two. 
We did. We, this is. Oh, it's okay. It's well within the 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 expectations of what could happen on any given game. Like it's not a big deal. By the way, we just won seven nothing before that. So let's not act like they figured us out. We have no oh, yeah. chance. We we all need to just chill out a little bit. In and the I, words of Aaron Rodgers, R E L A X, right? What is that? That's spicy. No, you know what? Actually, this is labeled Aaron Rodgers. Let's see where this goes. Okay. Let's just listen to it. <laughs> I think this is the relax thing. Let's see. R E L A. Ah, look at that. <laughs> you I tell it. you what, this soundboard has a lot of weird stuff on it back here. <laughs> just start hitting buttons. Uh, but that's man. what we need to do. It's like with a 6 2 loss, okay? Even, I'll say this if the Avs lose 6 2 again, now, based on how Kemper plays, is going to dictate the goalie situation. So let's look past that. But even if the Avs lose 6 6 2 again, as I said, both teams have won each of their home games. And we've seen this playoff specifically, okay? Now, I don't know if this is something that we're going to see moving forward, but this playoffs, we've seen a lot of home ice, little edges here or there in a lot of different series, whether it's line matchups or, you know, something that I actually read on an article today, take it or leave it for how much it actually impacts the game. But. You know, in certain cities like Tampa Bay, where it's very, very, very humid, they can actually do certain things to manipulate the ice to make the ice softer and slower. And and, and some people may say, is that cheating? Is that manipulation? This happens all the time in football. Some teams grow their grass longer. Ba- baseball as well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I don't think it's manipulation at all. And that's something that may impact the abs. When they go down to Tampa, maybe their speed is impacted by 2%, which gives Tampa a little bit more of an edge. So home ice is going to matter this series as long as, what are they always say? The series doesn't start till a home team loses. Or something we have to add at the end of this is, or it goes to Game 7, and we may go to Game 7 in Denver this this year. So if we do, I'm still feeling good playing here, but we have to take care of business at Ball Arena. Otherwise, it's going to be bad. I'm fine if if, if we... I don't want to say I'm fine if we lose this game, but don't panic, everyone. Don't panic. Don't panic. R-E-L-A-S. I'm feeling pretty good, too. I tend to agree. I think... I think because the Avs have been so good this playoffs. I mean that what that was their first road playoff loss, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it, sure it was. was. I, yeah, that was the sure first, was. That was the first time they've lost on the road. So I think what what tends to happen a little bit with Avs fans is and, and just people in general when don't you're, generalize when people. you're on a streak like that, <laughs> uh, one loss tends to be magnified more. Right. Like it tends to be put under magnifying glass, and and people tend to worry a little more because they're not used to that type of losing or whatever. Sure. Um. So I think you know it's it's good for us to kind of keep that in perspective. Like I said, I still watch that game, that six to two game, and tell me if I'm wrong here, Tyler, because you watch a lot more hockey than I do. Yeah. Um. But that six to two loss for the Avs, it didn't feel like they were being dominated in nearly the same way that the Avs were dominating no, in no, Game 2. No, 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 no. It was right there. I mean, even the live market had the Avs is in the game until that fifth goal was scored, I want to say, on Kemper. It was right there. The Avs were in it. They were getting their chances. I mean, they J.K. Comfer makes again, a couple of those chances, is... and it's a whole different game. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So I'm not going to panic after this. I'm not even going to panic, just like Tyler said, if they go and lose another one in the same exact fashion. Well, just like, like Aaron Rodgers said. <laughs> there it is. Relax. And I think more than that, 
this team has proven this here. They have proven that they have gotten over that hump of getting the yips and whatever. They have. They they have come back and played really big in big moments. They have proven to be a very clutch hockey team. They've proven to be very good. I am not. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to worry until maybe like Tyler said. Until uh, uh, you know, if if the Avs were to drop one at home, that's when the time when I'll start wondering about yeah, exactly. what this series is going to be. So all right, we we're feeling the positive vibes. They're going to lock it down. Game four. Yes. And then they're going to come home and win Lord Stanley Cup at home. That's what we want to see, right? <laughs> so much better doing it on the home ice. Although, so, although don't mm. drag it out to seven. I did, I did look. The word privy was peaked. You know how you can look up uh, word usage? Uh, it, uh, you mean on Google? On Google, yeah. <laughs> it peaked in 1809, Ooh. and since it's been on a steep decline, it's barely used anymore. Nah. Barely used. So I'm pulling one out of the woodworks there. Out of the 1800s, <laughs> <Okay>. you know. <laughs> well, I am an old soul, they say. Oh, the 1800s. Yeah. I don't know I'm doing my Scottish accent. All right, guys. Yeah. It's time to move on. But before we do that, we got to remind all our listeners out there that you have a free $100 waiting for you on Thrive Fantasy. It's so easy. All you have to do, download the app. When you sign up, use our promo code RED. That's R-E-D. They will match up to a $100 deposit. I just put my bet down for tomorrow night's game, for game five. Got some stuff going on the Avalanche. Get in on it guys it's a lot of fun it's daily fantasy sports you join contests just like you would for a DraftKings or a FanDuel but you do it with player props which is kind of fun so I'm kind of betting a lot of overs okay I think we're gonna see as bouncing are. back so we're going over on actually the saves for for Vasilevsky because they're gonna be peppering him so much you're gonna have over there uh, you, you got Nathan McKinnon he's gonna be scoring some goals I got him over a point and a half Watch it, guys. It's going to happen. Get on there. If you haven't already, Thrive Fantasy, and make sure you use our promo code RED. That's R-E-D. Tyler, you got anything going on it? Uh, I actually have a little parlay tomorrow. I got Nathan McKinnon over 0.5 assists and Victor Hedman under 0.5 assists. Okay. Because okay. you can actually, on uh, on Thrive Fantasy, you can also make parlays. And they pay, they pay pretty well. I kind of so. like a uh, Miko Rantanen over on the assists. Who has, been, who has been an assist machine. There you go. Uh, did you know he tied the NHL record for most assists through the first three Stanley Cup games? Ooh, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm giving you bonus Ooh. stats here. Ooh. Bonus stats. Remember, though, uh, put in promo code RED if you sign up at Thrive and uh, you get a deposit match. So uh, mat the match up. Put Miko bucks. over on assists. Yes. Mark it down. <laughs> All right, there you go. All right, Tyler is joining us today, which means he's bringing some fun. We always uh, enjoy having Tyler here because he's always good for that. I got a game. All right. We got a game. It's called, let's see, what should we call this? Ooh, okay, this is going to be fun. You know how we always talk about how hockey names are ridiculous and, and tough to pronounce? Oh, yeah. And no one knows the hockey names? Okay, so today's game is called Hockey Player or President. Ooh. Welcome in. I like to think I know most of the presidents. Okay, well, uh, we're going to find you? that out right now. <laughs> Name me 10. <laughs> well, I should have said that before. Okay, okay, okay. All right, number one. Wait, do we just like buzz in? No, you guys can each just uh, share an answer. I don't care who goes first. You can, if you both think it's president, you don't. You can both guess presidents. No big okay. deal. All, All right. right, game number one. Egils Levitz. Oh, that's a hockey player. Egils Levitz. Hockey player. 
You both say hockey player. That is the president of Latvia. Oh, yes. oh, we're going oh, international. See, I didn't know that. Presidents. I had no yes. idea we were talking oh, international. Okay. Yes, presidents. yes, we are international. Right. Okay. What totally. did you think I was going to do? Like presidents of companies, what, presidents no, of, I thought the United you States. of the United States? Oh, all those presidents. That's oh, what yeah. I'm like, I think I that's know most of them. Thought. Yeah, that's what we like. like that's, that, that was. You know how easy? That, okay, yeah, Ben Franklin. <laughs> oh, wait, Ben Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> You would uh, suck at this game. Yeah, right. Right. It's, right. it's like, all right, name that state. Okay. Boston. <laughs> I'm going to retract my previous statement about knowing presidents. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know any of the no, presidents. No, but, but honestly, if we're doing George Washington, if we're doing uh, 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 Van Buren, if we're, if we're doing. Uh, Van Buren. Right, you would right. go Van Buren. All right, guys. Uh, all right, so we're doing. All right, next one. George Bush. Was uh, that a hockey player or president? Oh, I thought you were being serious I'm on this. Kidding. I'm kidding. Like, no, of course we're not doing it. All right. Of course. All right, all right. Next one. We are officially moving on. Okay. I had to actually name some presidents, you know, past uh, uh, Ben. Okay. <laughs> Emmanuel Macron. Ooh, hockey player. That's a president. That is the president of France. Oh. President of France. Oh. Jared is up. One. Nothing. <laughs> all right. Uh, this one should be easy. Uh, Joe Biden. Uh, He's a president. Uh, well, he's uh, both. Mm, he's Ooh. president. President. Oh. <laughs> I thought you tried to trick me. I know you did. <laughs> All right, uh, Andres, uh, Andre Svechnikov. Oh, Svechnikov. Is he the president of? Is is right now? This is hockey. This is hockey. Yeah, I'm feeling hockey. Uh, you haven't gone hockey is, yet. We're is, going hockey. It is hockey. He's the right wing of the Carolina uh, Hurricanes. All right, next, Garnett Hathaway. That's an uh, underrated name for a hockey your player. Score at home. I'm gonna I, go president. Yeah. And Jared, you went hockey. I'm going hockey. It is hockey. Jared ah. is correct. You were trying ah. to trick us. I can yeah, tell. he's the right winger for the Washington Capitals. Uh, Jared's up two one. This is like on my test in school where I just guessed A B A B, and I tried to do it based off patterns. <laughs> That's what I'm doing here. All right, next, uh, Dennis Hunter didn't do very well in school. <laughs> Dennis Garayanov. Ooh, that's president. Hockey. Dennis Garayanov. It is hockey. Ooh. Connor takes the tie. Uh, I was going to say takes the lead, but it's 2-2. <laughs> uh, he's the right winger for Dallas. All right, next, we are going Mark Edward Vlasic. The three-namer got to be a president. Ooh, hockey. Mark Edward Vlasic, defender for the Ooh. San Jose Sharks. It's a hyphen last Connor name, takes it? the lead. <laughs> And we've got two left. Oh. All right, Michael Higgins. Oh, hockey, president. Hockey. President. Connor's on a roll. Oh. That is the president of Ireland. Oh. Oh, what you going to say it all? Again? Connor, say what? Michael Higgins. I know, right? That sounds That's like... That's not Irish at all. It doesn't sound very Irish, you know, <laughs> but if you say it with a Michael Higgins wow. little bit. Okay. All right, uh, last one. I was oh, going to say for the so championship, but Connor's already clinched it. Four points. It's worth yeah. four points. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, double oh, jeopardy. Okay. Frank Walter Steinmeier. Ooh, president. president. Yeah. Yeah, president of Germany. Frank Walter Steinmeier. And that does it for president or hockey player. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Mostly because I won, but. <laughs> you know. I'm not that competitive. I just enjoy and I missed the Joe Biden. I still won and I missed the Joe Biden one. Yeah, how did you miss <laughs> yeah, Joe Biden? Missed the Biden I think you should have really just. Both. Like, that's like hitting the eight ball and you just automatically disqualified <laughs> after that. Well, but at least he hit one or two other balls in with the eight ball because he guessed both. He didn't just guess. <laughs> oh, that's hockey true. Player. That's true. Yeah, so. Yeah. All right. All right, we're going to move on, and we're going to take a look around the world of sports, not Hello. just what's going on locally. 
Well, this is the one. Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did, did producer not. soaps pick this? Pick this music? It's it's very soaps. This is very this is, soaps yeah, music. I like it's this. Good. It's classy. It's yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're talking around the world, you know, you right. kind of gotta take well, a little bit. N- of a Not vibe. to take this off, but I think we have Connor's sound effect. Connor's music right here. Yeah. Right. This is Connor. Mm, yeah, Am I right? Is, joke never gets old. Yeah, I think but, deep down, Tyler just projects this so hard because this is what's going on. Right. Maybe, that's me. Maybe that's mine. <laughs> uh, honestly, this is probably more Connor. Right? Yeah. That's got a Connor. Is that at my own pace, you know? Yeah, yeah I think so. And then lastly, we got Jared's. Right? This is Jared. Oh, He's got his beard over there. Well, classic. With his beard, it looks like he'd fit into like a speakeasy. Right? Yeah. Jared, of all three of us, Jared could walk into a speakeasy and seamlessly fit in. Yes. Uh-huh. All right, so I guess. Is so, that, a, so is that, that an for... insult or is that a compliment? Is that a good <laughs> I, I think thing? it's a good thing. I think thing. it's just a statement. Okay. Yeah. All right, back to the back to the world of sports. Yes. Uh, there was obviously a, a big event going on this last week outside of the Stanley Cup Finals was the, the NBA Finals, and the Golden State Warriors won their fourth title in the last eight years, and uh, Steph Curry was named Finals MVP. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about Steph Curry's legacy sort of around the national media. And at the championship parade, Steph Curry had something to say to all of his critics. Taking snapshots of the last three years, all that came out when you know, when the final horn sounded, trying to carry that, that championship DNA with us. Um, but that emotion was everything, just letting it out, letting us know that we back. And then I got to the real question is what they're going to say now. Ooh. So, Connor, I ask you, does this put Steph Curry in a different category amongst the all-time greats? For the last eight years, you say? For the last eight that years. Is, this is his first finals MVP. If that is uh, unequivocally more frequent than producer Tyler does his taxes. So, <laughs> oh, uh, oh. No, uh, I think it does. Uh, <laughs> I, hey, I think, uh, you know what? No, no. He was already there. He was already there. He already won one before Durant got there. He won one when Durant was there. He had nothing to prove again by winning another one. He's just adding to it. That's it. He didn't He didn't increase his legacy. He's just making it longer. He is making a, a more long legacy. But no, he was there. He was already one of the greats and will go down as such. It's all about his personal legacy to me and why he has actually already been there and what he has done changing the way the game is played. I think more than any player of this generation, he has altered the way the game is approached. And that, to me, puts you in that category already. It, this, like you said, is just building on You know, it. I've got to say, he's the one NBA player that really reminds me of my game. You know, for a long time, I always look at these players because I obviously, you know, probably could have played in the league if I wanted to. Oh, you know, my, my jumper. Obviously, you know, obviously. I mean, and so I finally found a player that kind of matches my... You know how you I clearly see, lie more than I you should do say taxes that too. matches how I see myself on the court. How's that, Connor? That I have better? I have okay. played. Matches how I see myself. Yeah, okay, that that yeah. makes more sense. Tyler, <laughs> I have played basketball with you both one on one and in a team setting, and the fact that I can actually compete with you. I'm not saying wait, I'm wait, as wait, good wait, as wait, you. Wait, wait, Jared, you're a better talking, basketball. I thought we we're talking about 2K. Our players in 2K, oh, NBA yeah. 2K. Yeah, uh-huh. we're not uh, talking about that. No, even uh-huh. still, I'm not buying you as as a great. So hold on, between you three, between the main three, between you, Jared, you, Connor. And producer Soaps, who wins a free throw contest? Oh, and you know what? Oh, Nick Soaps. Can, can we do it? Can, can we play this out? I want to see this happen. Oh, Nick. I want to see Nick, Nick, Nick wins easily. Nick, what are Nick the odds? Min, minus 250? Oh, minus 500. Really? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. That good? No, well, the Knicks actually, I, I believe. Or are we talking, that we're talking are free throws? Yeah, these aren't half yeah, I don't want so to speak throws. for Nick, but uh, I think that he has actually kind of kept up playing a little bit here and there. Whereas he's athletic. Whereas I haven't shot. He's I, so I, I, I can honestly say that I have shot a basketball ten times during one time. It was one day. I had one day of shooting like ten basketballs since my daughter was born. So that's like ten years. Well, you, and the time <laughs> I did it, and this was like four years ago. So it had been like six years at this point. I get up there and I airball like four and five, six in a row. That's what I, I'm that afraid bad. of. That's what I'm afraid of. And I was of. like, whoa, right. I used to actually be like, you know, I wasn't going to go break any right. You know, I, I was like not a college player. If we all player, knew this was coming up 90 days in advance. Yeah, okay. And Connor and I could practice yep. beforehand. Yep, yep, yep. I, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, now, you if, said you didn't want to speak for soaps. Uh, I coincidentally on the board have uh, a soaps drop. So... Uh, Nick Soaps, uh, do you think that you would be minus 250? Or no, what'd you say, minus 500? Yeah, something like that. Do you think you'd be minus 500 against these guys? Yes. There you go. He uh, agrees. He's minus confident. 500. Pretty confident. But I like what Jared's response. saying. You give us, you give Are us you like 90 sure, days producer of Soaps? Yes. Okay. You heard All right. it. All right. He believes No practice. It. We're doing this next week. Oh, God. We'll okay, know. Connor. So we agree Steph Curry was already there in that, in that group. But what does this do for... The Golden State Warriors. Does this? Where does this kind of rank them uh, among the all-time dynasties? And I actually have here. I ask you that question. And I have here an article from Sporting News where they did. They ranked. He ranked the top eight uh, all-time. This is well, Gilbert number one's got to be the Celtics. So he does not. And I'll give you his uh, his eight here. So number one is Bulls of the '90s with Jordan. Mm. Number two is the Lakers, the Showtime Lakers of the '80s, Magic Johnson, lots of others. Uh, number three, the Celtics of the '60s with Bill Russell. Oh, they won uh, like what ten in a row? Yeah. And then How they do you have, not put them number one. They have <laughs> Golden State four, this current dynasty. They have Celtics five, the Larry Bird Celtics. And then you got uh, San Antonio. The, the Kobe probably. Shaq Lakers. Ooh, wow. Uh, Duncan Spurs. And then the Minneapolis Lakers from 1948 to 54 won uh-huh. five straight titles, apparently. So that's the top eight. Again, this is from SportingNews.com, Gilbert McGregor. Do you? How do you do? You feel like that I, shakes I, I out? I think that they're uh, about where they should be, but I have a big issue with the Celtics with Bill Russell. That one, what was it, ten, eleven straight? Number how do, how are you not number one if you win a decade of championships in a right. decade? <laughs> that makes no sense to me. So uh, that is my biggest issue with that list. I also think the Spurs could probably be a little bit higher up. I mean, the Kobe, Shaq. I mean, I don't know, like how many championships did they win in? in like I like, there definitely is a recency bias here. Yeah, I absolutely. So uh, you know, I, I'm probably putting I'm probably putting Celtics one. I'm probably putting Bulls two, and then I think you could probably make an argument for those Lakers teams or the uh, uh, the Golden State. Golden State Warriors teams or the San Antonio Spurs, and then after them, I think you would put the Kobe Shaq Lakers. Yeah, they had a shorter window there. They I, did. I, I I'm not sure if that's a you. dynasty. There, I tend but. to agree with you there. I think his criteria, which again, you can find that article on Sporting News, his criteria was uh, having to win more than three championships over a period of time. Anyways, uh, moving on. Deshaun Watson and the ongoing saga that is. Have you guys been following or keeping up with like the comments from his lawyer and I know there's a couple of these are from a couple weeks ago but the guy I don't have the exact quote but literally went on a radio show and said I just want to remind everyone out there I'm going to draw my my southern accent because he has one now that it's not illegal 
to get a happy ending. <laughs> so long as you don't pay extra for it. So the guy's just a cheapskate. Uh, He's getting these happy endings <laughs> and not paying for it, man. Oh. This is terrible. What is he doing? You know, he is out there. I mean, this is not lawyers. Lawyers are the ones telling you to shut up, which he has wisely advised uh, Deshaun Watson to do. And here's some comments from him this week. Uh, I know that there's still legal proceedings still going on. So I know, you know, you guys have a lot of questions that you probably want to answer or want answers to and want to ask. Um, some of those I'll, I'll try my best to answer. But at the same time, I have to respect <clears throat> the process that is still going on. And uh, I, I may may not be able to answer those questions. Smart move from him. Obviously, he's yeah. not gonna. He's not I was gonna expecting something spicier there. Oh no! You're saying he won't shut up. The lawyers are trying to get him shut up. He won't shut up, and they basically just gave a lawyer answer. No, no, no. This is Deshaun <laughs> Watson speaking. There, okay. he's actually being smart okay, and being quiet. I see. I the see. lawyers out there level. making stupid comments and statements. Ah, ah, uh, okay. But Deshaun Watson talked about letting the the process get you know worked out. And a lot of it has, guys. Over the last few weeks, uh, reports are coming out that 20 of the 24 civil suits against Deshaun Watson have been settled. The others are assumingly getting settled as we speak and should be completed shortly, which pretty much puts any potential legal issues or any sort of cloud hanging over this out of the way. What does the NFL do with Deshaun Watson? Oh man, <laughs> that's a tough question. Uh, because because there is no legal. He has not been charged or convicted of anything. There has been some precedent in the past of the NFL suspending guys without criminal charges. Uh, namely, most most well known as Ben Roethlisberger and Ezekiel Elliott both got pretty significant suspensions. I want to say in the four to six game range. Uh, then you know what? I'll put him around that four to six game range. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the NFL has absolutely shown that they don't particularly care all that much about what the uh, outcome of court of uh, legal uh, cases are. Obviously, it matters a little bit. Obviously, if there was some criminal uh, charges that, that stuck from this, you're looking at a whole season at least. Uh, yeah. But, you know, he's a pretty big name. He's a pretty big star. He is a great player. Does he play this year? Sadly. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, what did you say? How many, how many weeks? He's saying, uh, well, I, I threw out Ben Roethlisberger and Ezekiel Elliott have in the past been suspended for without having charges in or convictions. Right, you guys threw me hypothetical. I'm going to go four. I'm going to go four let, games. Let's say he gets four games and Baker is playing out of his mind through four games. Oh, that's the best case scenario for the Browns because they can actually <laughs> then they trade, trade him. him. They can yeah, actually right. get some value yeah. for him. Um, but 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 going back to that, I agree with you, Connor. And honestly, I, I think it's the NFL is so ass backwards with how they handle all of these things. He has admitted to some really shady stuff, man. I mean. This is the type of guy you want represent. This is the guy getting that big contract. He's one of the faces of the NFL. How do you not make an example of this guy? You know the guy they made an example of? John Gruden. Instead was John Gruden's <laughs> yeah. one of them. You're right. I mean, he kind of got caught up in some things there, but he was absolutely a scapegoat for Dan Snyder, certainly. Right, right. But they uh, looking at the players, though, Calvin Ridley last year oh, took a yeah, leave gambling. of absence away from the NFL. Okay? He was not in a good frame of mind. He needed to get away from it. 
during that leave of absence, he was betting on games. Yeah, a bunch of like five team parlays. <laughs> it was and hysterical. it has been suspended indefinitely and been told at least the entire 2022 season. Hey, man, they don't mess around with gambling. No. Yet they're no. now sponsored by gambling websites. Yeah, you can't do that. It's a player. You can't. Yeah, but you, you it can't. can't it, uh, uh, no, but you can do all the stuff that Deshaun let me, Watson let you, has admitted let, to. Let me, let me tell you something, okay? When you gamble on a sport and you play in that sport, you are literally risking the entire business of pro football. Not when you're away right. from like, the team. Uh, uh, you no, know, you still are. You are a player. You have inside information. You cannot bet on those games because if so, and that starts happening, the entire business crumbles. That is how important that is, right? Like, you could get accused of whatever and fans will still root for you. Like, that's just the cold reality. I tell, my, I tell this to a buddy of mine who was really, really like... Uh, upset, I guess is the right word, showing the double standard between what John Gruden got and what Deshaun Watson's going to get or what, you know, uh, Ben Roethlisberger got or whatever, right? It's like, oh, it's because, you know, uh, and he, you know, he was trying to make some different arguments. But what I told him was that when you're a coach of a team, right, or an owner of a team, you are representing them. Your whole job as a coach, like, seriously, like, I would say 80% of your job as a coach is just to be a face of a team and like and show that the team has like is has like good PR. Like that's your job. Your job is PR basically, right? And and when you look badly on that, then then what's what are you there for? If you're not helping with the PR battle, then you're hurting and there's no but reason to have you, you there. What would you say right right after a head coach, the next most important person and figure within that organization? Is that franchise quarterback? Oh, yes, because of games won. That's it. Yeah. Because you're winning games. I think the NFL is in a weird spot. I I wouldn't be shocked if they gave a more strict suspension than what we're all thinking, but I think you're right. I think he gets something in the John Gruden's not putting fans in the seats. Yep. That's the difference. Yep. John Gruden doesn't get fans to follow the sport. All right. Your quarterback does. Your winning does. Move, so, I mean, that's just it. That's moving on from that one, last thought, all related, right. unrelated. Let Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Just do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Just Let him it. in. Just do it. Let okay. him in. Last one here on Around the World of Sports. I know, Connor, you don't follow golf much, but you have to have heard about the Live Tour, the golf tournament that has uh, tour that has started in Saudi Arabia that people are getting paid big buku Love bucks. Charles yeah, uh, Bro- Brooks Kepka. It was the yes. most recent one. Just to today, I believe, or, or yeah. over the weekend, maybe. Brooks Kepka uh, is announced to be joining the, the Live Tour. And, you know, he had some interesting words uh, last week when asked about it, kind of dismissing the idea. Why have you decided to stay on the PGA Tour? And is that a permanent decision? I mean, there's been no other option to this point. So uh, where else are you going to go? Live. I mean, uh, as of last week, that's it. I wasn't playing last week. So I'm here. I'm here at the U.S. Open. I think it kind of sucks, too. Y'all are throwing this black cloud over the U.S. Open. And I mean, it's one of my favorite events. And I don't know. Why you guys keep doing that? But um, you know, more like more. <laughs> I don't know why you guys keep bringing about. it up. I, I don't know why you guys I keep doing it. And then out. he leaves three days later. I can't figure He's out. Gone. Did he already know he was gone there? It sounded or was, like or was, it. I, see, I hear it. I'm like, is he maybe advertising himself? Like, well, as of last week, 
I wasn't playing. Like right, nobody right. gave me a call or <laughs> offered me any big money. So as soon as they do that, then uh, I'll come. Oh my god! Did you guys hear Charles Barkley's comments on it? No. no. Yesterday? No. Oh man! I'm I, and I I might get this a little bit wrong. So I've, I'm recalling to the best of my memory, but he basically says. The two hundred fifty million dollars? Are you kidding me? He's like, I'd kill, a, I'd kill a relative for that, even one that I like, even one that I like. Uh, I love. And that. and honestly, like that, I think that says it all. You're offering this kind of money. How do these players say no? Uh, honestly, it's the most intrigued in golf that I've been in a very long and time. And this is where the PGA is failing. And and what most people don't know, most of us, even myself, who watches golf fairly closely, uh, I didn't know this. The PGA Tour, it's like the NCAA. When it comes to like the bulls and stuff like that, they don't actually own that. They don't own the rights to anything to do with the majors. So the U.S. Open, the Masters, the British Which Open. Which is why they can, in theory, all still play. Exactly. Right. So unless that major decides that they are not allowed to play, which they didn't, the U.S. Open happened this why last weekend. Why would they? That'd be a terrible all those look guys, for them. Exactly. So basically, the PGA Tour has had this monopoly for all these years. Now, somebody is coming in and competing. It's a shame that it's the, the Saudis who are you know beheading people left and right for things. But <laughs> I'm not sure if it's them that is. Setting up the, I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough it's, about the business. There, of there's the, a lot into this, and again, I'm not going to dive into it because I don't know. Well, there enough. would be a good E60 but on it, is what you're saying. There oh, will be, yeah. yes, because oh, yeah. this is a huge thing, and it's it's very controversial, and the people backing this are not good people. <laughs> E60, <laughs> golf. Or head. Where, whereas all the people backing all the other pro sports leagues are just stand-up citizens. Right? Uh, yeah, I think really this is on a different <laughs> level. Okay. Those guys yeah, are right. like closet hey, bad guys. These here. are surface yeah. bad guys. Okay. Good stuff okay. around the world. Yeah, though. around good the stuff. world. Good you stuff. know, it's good good to touch that every now and then. But let's do bring things back into the local focus and talk about what's coming up this week. Uh, Thursday is the NBA draft. And uh, I just have to say, I think all other sports leagues other than the NFL – fail when it comes to the draft they do not do enough to promote it it's a event that people enjoy watching the nba draft is particularly it's short it's I very would say it's quick. the second best of all they the do, main sports they do but it's kind of because like the baseball the radar, draft right? i don't even know when it's happening and it's no. my favorite sport and like, the hockey draft <laughs> happens and the hockey like draft too happens like yeah in, in a, a really summer. weird time yeah like right after the the championship or something I, I don't know it's i don't i don't even know see that's that's my point yeah exactly. i actually kind of know what, what's going on with the nba draft a little bit and nfl obviously you're you're correct nobody does it as well as the nfl sure. does uh they make you want to watch the most boring like six hours of television that you will watch all year. Dude, I watched the combine and, and, and you will do I'm it and you will it. literally I, watch I mean, it. Well, yeah. And according to the new Taco Bell commercial, you can leave the draft during the draft to go to Taco Bell. If or, you get or you could play have a Taco Bell commercial. Have you seen that commercial? No. Where it's like now drafted so and so and he's going up to oh, get yeah. drafted and yeah. then the yeah. thing falls, the it's podium like falls taco, over. You need a taco. And you hear the bell bing. And then he goes to Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know another commercial that I'm not a fan of. It's the City Bank commercial with Rashida, and Rashida's the one who plays. Uh, what's her name? Uh, on The Office, not Pam. Uh, Jim. He dates her. Care or uh, uh, Karen? Karen. Karen. Yes. Karen Filippelli. Right. And then she's also on. Uh, uh, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, yes. yes. Okay. I haven't seen it, but so Jared's she, completing she, all your sentences. Yeah, I know. I couldn't remember those shows. But she plays an actress on this new City Bank commercial, and it's like, Rashida is a do-it-herself. She's a DIY, a DIY, and it shows her like knocking down a wall, 
and it says Rashida use her credits to go on vacations and she's like sneaking out of her house and she goes I earned this okay have you guys seen this commercial I don't is this watch. one where she's kind of a bad person y- yes like that's yeah. like, like yeah I and this Rashida kind of drives me up a wall I'm like wait a minute why are we celebrating Rashida yeah. Rashida tore her own wall down when she didn't need to what a moron like who who <laughs> takes a, a sledgehammer to their wall tears down the entire wall and at the end of the process goes oh whoops that's what Rashida did and then the commercial ends with Rashida sneaking out to go on vacation and she's tiptoeing out of the front of her house with a suitcase and she goes hey I've earned this okay and it's like Rashida, you may have earned a vacation, but you're clearly sneaking I, away from someone. That's I think not this okay. is the same series of commercials. It might be a different main character where uh, they have the motorcyclist saying, "Like she is the loudest, most uh, most uh, participant, you know, most valuable participant in her book club, and she hasn't even read the book." And like it goes, like she cuts in and out of traffic in a motorcycle, and then she does. It's I don't know if she it's gets, the same uh, one. No, but, but it's the same thing. You guys are gets, making me so happy that I stream everything <laughs> that I watch. This is on streaming. I, 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 I don't, like I don't watch any. Back to the NBA draft. I will say... Well, I'm just saying Rashida. I'm not a fan of Rashida. Okay. When you have to sneak away on vacation from someone and you're like tiptoeing away from the house. I I want to say one thing, though, about the Taco Bell commercial, all right? How big of an opportunity (laughs) is Taco Bell missing out on by not creating an NBA draft commercial that Nikola Jokic was drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. Yeah. Like Come how on. back-to-back yeah. MVP drafted in the middle of a Taco Bell commercial. Like Nicole you got to have some sort of like, they got to sign him. be the commercial. Like that's it. That's the commercial. You right. don't even need to come up with yeah, an idea. Yeah, exactly. And then just circle it at the bottom and say, ding, you know, yeah. what else could happen during a Taco Bell commercial Boom. or something like that. Boom. Oh there we go. God. We got ideas for you. I'm sorry. Idea I'm sorry. Right back there. to the track. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, the draft did get a little bit more interesting <laughs> for the Nuggets uh, this last week when they traded for the number 21 overall pick. They now have 21 in 30 in the first round. Connor, do you expect them to make any more moves before Thursday's draft? I would not be surprised if they packaged both of those picks and try to get some sort of veteran that they think a 3 and D wing that they oh, think Oh, so you think they get rid of the picks and go veteran? Uh, I would not be surprised, uh, but obviously if if their scouting department thinks that there's somebody that's going to contribute and they need to move up in the draft to go get him, you could see that happen too. I guess to answer your question, yes. I, I would put it uh, I would put it at over 50% that we see one more move made, and I kind of hope it's for a veteran because... I mean, hey, we've had good rookies and stuff, and that's all great, but uh, at some point, you're not going to hit on all your rookies. See, and this is where I need to understand the salary cap in the NBA better because the the Nuggets have never really been... Uh, uh, l- uh, luxury tax team, and it there's there's all these weird rules. There's a weird like mid level exemption, yeah, and, veteran and player so exemptions that's why and- that thought never even crossed my mind of like, well, how do you bring on a veteran contract without losing some sort of other contracts out there? I mean, you you have so minimal space you can move, but I know there are exemptions and things there like are, that there's like trade can. exemptions too so if yeah. you like try yeah, and you're right i don't know enough about yeah the, it's like i need so this is what denver fans all you nuggets fans out there this is what you need to do to study up over this off season because the nuggets are going to be dancing around this luxury cap uh situation luxury tax so we can all be better educated on 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 how well, that all, you, all you need to understand the salary cap for the nba truly is just an mit degree Oh, there you go. You know? oh, perfect. Perfect. So, so this uh, mock draft on ESPN has the Nuggets taking Dalen Terry, uh, point guard slash shooting guard, kind of like producer soaps, uh, point guard slash shooting guard out of Arizona. Apparently at he's- At 21? At 21, yeah. Mm. Apparently he's a real good defender, can defend multiple positions, needs to work on his jumper, but- uh, 
good all around. I mean, that's what they need. They need a three and D guy, really. I mean, and I don't know. I mean, I guess you gotta look at the roster. Like, do you think you have that in Davon Reed? Like, do you think uh, there's a chance you get PJ Dozier back here coming off an ACL to do something like that? I don't Ooh, know. I mean, I got a company name for P- PJ's PJ's, and he he's like makes up that p- is pajamas. Like incredibly creative. I don't know how and nobody has called you out on no your no no. That's ability. trademark. I'm trademarking uh-huh. that too right now. Okay. Can't take that. I, I say yes, Jared. Can't beat this, I folks. say yes. I look for a move, uh, and I just—I guess that's the question to me: is whether you try to move up and grab a player, uh, or if you f- see a veteran out there that you think you can grab with some picks, uh, maybe on an expiring contract, maybe something that you can work into an, an exemption, like we're talking something like that. Um, oh my God! Listen, I, I, could, I, I could love it. I, I, I would love to see them get a veteran guy that's a three and D player. I tend to lean seeing more of them. Seeing this as an opportunity, two first-round picks, you can... I don't know, you know, where we're talking value. I don't know that you're getting up into the top ten with those two picks. Maybe adding in a guy like a, a Monte Morris or a Will Barton adds some value to that. I don't know, but if you see that there's a guy that slips out of the top ten, that's a situation where I could see them. I'm sorry. What are you? Celebrating? I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Why are you? Celebrating? Everybody, breaking news. Do we have breaking news music? Kale McCarr has won the Norris oh, Trophy no. as a top defenseman over Victor Hedman. And, uh, yeah, first player in franchise history to win. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had to interrupt you, but no. my phone came across. Appropriately interrupted. Kale McCarr has done it. Wow. I don't think we've ever gotten to break news on the show. Ah, the unfortunate thing is who, we're not doing the show live, third, uh, <laughs> so everyone else will already know that. Yeah. Was third Roman Yossi? Or, uh, yeah, I think so. I okay. think they were. that's the other player they mentioned. So. Yeah. You can tell Connor read the first name. He was go- good. Uh, yeah, I wasn't going to go. Read the second name. The third one, he's like, nope, drop well, it. Well, Yossi spelled Dropping that down. Don't know. All right, sorry. I'm sorry. So congrats to Kale McCarr. I'm sure we'll talk about it next week. You continue. Uh, so what I was saying is uh, is the so that's for Kale. All right, for Kale. The, I think the Nuggets find themselves in an interesting opportunity, similar to when they gra- grabbed a guy like Michael Porter Jr. If you see somebody slipping out of the top ten, you can maybe pounce and find a guy that not only can be an impact for you right away on a potential championship run, but can also be that guy as you're starting to lose some of these guys on these big contracts that you inevitably will not be able to pay again. That's where you can, you know, sort of t- turn to the future. So I tend to lean more to seeing the Nuggets moving up in the draft, identifying a guy that can fit in with the core of this team and be a guy that can be on a cheap contract for a few years while they're on a championship run. There you go. I love Good, it. I like it. Sounds like you got this down, Jared. Do do we have too high of expectations for any potential rookie as a result of Bones Highland? Has that, ha- Has that skewed? Has that skewed? Bones Highland got what second team All uh, NBA rookie. Right? I guess let me backpedal. Do you expect if they draft? We, it seems like we're both assuming they won't take two guys in the first round. Let's say they take one guy in the first round, wherever that ends up being. Do you expect an impact from that player this year? Regardless, uh, no. I mean, I know it's obviously. No, I don't. No, I don't. Okay, so 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 the the second question obviously doesn't make any sense. But the Nuggets the were have been forced into playing young players because of injury. Hopefully, no, but you know what? Okay, but but. But let's not just forget, right? Like, okay, we have Bones Highland. That's all great. So, so I guess maybe to answer your question, some people out there are, but they're but they're forgetting the Zeke Najis. They're right. forgetting the. I, I mean, the, we've had plenty of players that are not contributing in their first year. You uh, know, it would be great if there was a mu- if there was a player in the draft, Muscle Loman. Why? Oh, 
Bones Highland. Oh, Muscle Lowland. Oh, jeez. Oh, that is just bad. Muscle Lowland. Can you mute yourself? That's that. No, no, no. That sounds like a real name. Oh, no, no, it doesn't. It muscle and also Bones' name is Nashan, so you'd have to have a nickname of a muscle, and that's more believable. I said Lowland, but I meant Lowland. Yeah, Bones Highland is Muscle Lowland Highland. So, uh, and it would actually still. be Your joke low, falls apart. maybe his, his nickname is that's what saying. Muscle Muscle a nickname Muscle. Low C would be the opposite. Low C, yeah, oh, that's geez. pretty cool too. You guys are yeah. <laughs> this is no, and, and and Tyler, you kind of hit it there, and I, the the point I was trying to get at with the expectations for this rookie that uh, Bones Island, by all accounts, would not have had much of an impact on this team, would not have seen a ton, a ton of minutes had Jamal Murray been healthy. Uh, I mean, that's right. that's the the main reason why he got the opportunity he did. Now, he capitalized on it. He got second team all-NBA all rookie team. But I think to, to expect a rookie to come in and have a similar impact, I think you're shooting your sights too high. To me, yeah. this is a move that you're making that maybe he helps you down the stretch in I some mean, key minutes, let, but I think you're looking towards the future. Let's just that. real quick. I'm just going to real quick have the list of the, all the Nuggets' recent draft picks. Okay. okay? So let's just let's look and see how many have actually produced on this team. Okay. Bones Highland, yep. Obviously, yep. that was that was good. Zeke Naji, uh, He's been yeah. good in spurts, but he wasn't a, an immediate impact player, right? He wasn't. Um, Michael Porter Jr. has done pretty much nothing. Uh, Whoa, <laughs> your boo! I know, I know. That's I'm, your bag. I know. I'm kidding. Obviously, that was a pretty pretty good pick right there. Hopefully, we're hoping he comes back. It's a good pick. Uh, then you got Justin Jackson. Nope. Thomas Welsh. Nope. Vladko Chanchar. Nope. Uh, Monte Morris. Jamal Murray. Yep. Juancho Hernan Gomez. Nope. Malik Beasley. Not his not his first year. Nope. Yeah, no, you're right. Um. Peter Cornelli or whatever his name, the guy, you know, that's his a hard to pronounce name right there. That's a hockey name and a basketball player. Right. Uh, so, no, I mean, then you got Daniel Hamilton, Emmanuel Moutier, who had a little bit his rookie year. Um, and now we're getting back into it. Yeah, you know? yeah we're, get, we're, we're diving so, before Michael. So, uh, uh, can I just can I just say that no, I, I think that it's unfair, especially on a team with championship aspirations, a team that's this loaded right now. Uh I don't think it would be fair to expect or assume or reasonable that a player is going to make an immediate impact. Let's all just hope that the Nuggets end up drafting Nikola Jovic. I don't know. Did you that see that? Like a nightmare, Did you see man. that? Yeah. They had uh, they had Serbian pro player Nikola Jovic yeah. uh, <laughs> in for a workout. And no. it's seriously spelled the exact yeah. same way with J-O-V-I-C. a V instead of a, yeah. instead of a K. And so that's all that's all we can hope for <laughs> as you, Nuggets you fans. Take, you take about 40 pounds <laughs> off of Jokic and it kind of looks, looks yeah, the same. It does I look mean, a little similar. You know, maybe by yeah. the time he's Jokic's age, they'll, they'll, they'll look pretty similar. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think I don't think Armenia can handle the nightmare that that would be or or the the the, the media drawn up uh uh you know situation if you get Jovic and Jokic on the same team so, <laughs> I think all right be great. Connor yes or I'm no do the it. Nuggets draft somebody Thursday night in the first round I don't know if the second round also goes Thursday um night. yes I don't want I want yeah. a veteran but I think they are going to Tyler yes or no do they make a draft pick yes yes I'm saying yes definitively they're trading what, up they're what about producer soaps yes Yes, <laughs> he wasn't as he wasn't as confident this time. Yeah, right. It's a little. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. He, he well, already left the stage. He's yelling. He left the stage. Tune into that Thursday night. Make sure you check us out every Tuesday. We record. We release our shows on Wednesday. Make sure you find us on Twitter as well at Red Rock Sports One for Connor and our pro batter Tyler joining us once again. Thank you very much, Tyler, for sitting in. I'm Jared, and this is the Red Rock Sports Podcast.